Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, January 25th. Parabolic History. Today's scripture reading is found in Jonah chapter 1, verse 17, from the Message Translation, which reads, Then God assigned a huge fish to swallow Jonah. Jonah was in the fish's belly three days and nights. This is God's Word. So, just how much of Jonah is fact and how much is fiction? It has long been my contention that the ultimate goal of healthy theology isn't so much reaching the right answers as it is finally asking the right questions. And this isn't the right question. The fact is that much of Jonah is unverified and even unverifiable, but that's ultimately neither here nor there when it comes to the impact and importance of the story. The fact is that to whatever degree Jonah is historic, it is thoroughly parabolic in its form and function. The fact is that Jonah behaves the way no other prophetic book on the shelves of this ancient Hebrew library behaves. The whole feel of it is different which has led some rabbinic scholars I've encountered over the years to suggest that it's something of a midrash on the lone one-line reference to Jonah from the Book of Kings. Midrash is an ancient Hebrew practice within Hebrew spirituality that dives into all that blank space between the letters of the text, seeing that blank space as an invitation to do just that, dive in with faith and imagination. This is essentially what Dallas Jenkins and his crew are doing in The Chosen when it comes to all that blank space between the letters in the Gospel text. Midrash is plausibly filling in the gaps to provide a bigger picture that highlights essential truths already present in the text, although perhaps more as subtext. Midrash is the realm of the inspired, or perhaps sometimes rather uninspired, imagination that generally verges on and merges with the allegorical and the parabolic. And Jesus loved the parabolic, which perhaps explains why he loved the Jonah story and hitched the ultimate meaning of his ministry to it. The parabolic has more staying power than any just-the-facts-ma'am history lesson, which is why the parable of the Good Samaritan sticks, or the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, or the parable of the prodigal son. No one dismisses these stories because they are, well, stories, as if the only stories that carry weight are those that are time-stamped with historical veracity. In fact, if anything, the parabolic carries more weight. And Jonah functions parabolically and reads more like wisdom literature alongside Job, at least the first three chapters of Job than it does the prophetic works of Jeremiah or Ezekiel. Which I venture is why Peterson in the message translation begins with the phrase, one day long ago. There are no explicit Hebrew words in the text behind that opening phrase, but they beautifully capture the feel of the book, which anyone who has long been his companion recognizes true. There's a certain timeless quality to this story. We're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. Nor are we in northern Israel or faraway Nineveh, for that matter, which were both, in point of fact, by the time of this telling, lying in ruins. 
There is a larger horizon here with a bigger truth missed as much by Jonah in his generation as it is by us in ours, which is why we need to let ourselves be swallowed by it, swallowed whole like Quint in Jaws, only without fighting it as we scream and repeatedly stab its snout with our pragmatic objections as we desperately try to stay out of its gullet. Okay, enough said. Now, let's get into that big fish. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder. Like old people fixating on the trivial details surrounding the story they're trying to tell, rather than just telling the story, how hard is it for you to just hear this Jonah story, or any story for that matter, without holding yourself back critically and pragmatically. How do we let the story in? How do we let ourselves be swallowed by the story? Lord, I so love my proofs, my reason, my facts. God, how I love my facts. And yet life is so much more. So much more than an accumulation of verified and verifiable facts, verified today and debunked tomorrow, after the latest study or discovery, and then the one after that, and the one after that, ad infinitum. Lead me beyond this orderly house of reasons and proofs to the wider world of you, and of the divine imagination that makes all things new. I'm tired of thrashing about, Swallow me whole, O oh great fish, and take me where you will, through your mercies.